welcome to the Dental Diaries podcast. This is Jessica Emery, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Bacha, the pain-free dentist. She is in Mumbai, India. It's such a pleasure to have you. It's morning here and evening there. Welcome. Hi. So nice yes. to be here. Yes, I'm going to. So I, um, I had a big bio on you, but I'm just going to take a little excerpt from the Dental Girl Gang uh, bio that you gave us which is you are a healer, a speaker, an entrepreneur, a team player, a student, teacher, an inspired human being living life with a purpose. And I absolutely love all of those things. So I wanna take a deep dive into you know, all of it because you are doing so, so much to change the world of dentistry. Right. Absolutely. Thank you. That sounds uh, pretty good. I don't know at what point I wrote that, but that sounds uh, pretty amazing. Thank you for that introduction. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad uh, we could connect today because I think uh, like meets like and like attracts like. Um, I'm sure you're doing so many things yourself that it was just an instant, uh, you know, sort of connection, even yes. though we're miles apart from each other. But I think... Uh, some, somehow we have like similarities, which I think will make this conversation a lot of fun today. Yes, most definitely, for sure. So can you like start, you know, I usually do start these podcasts with kind of going way back when it all started, where your um, passion, if you will, came from for dentistry, like when you're a kid, a child, because can you, in India, do you go into dental school right after high school? Oh yeah. Yes. We do. Okay. And it's, it's a bit intimidating because we're really young at that point to really sure. like decide what we want to do for the rest of our lives. And um, as I mean, my story is not very dramatic or it's, it's basically um, quite funny how it all started, uh, where I think my I really wanted to be a writer from the age of 10. And, uh, you know, I, I had it all figured out where I was like, I'm going to go to Oxford and do my master's in English and I'm probably going to do a journalism course. And like I had this whole alternate, you know, parallel universe running in my head that I'm going to do this and that. But wow. in India, we have this thing culturally, if you're really good at your grades, then, you know, the future is kind of decided for you where you're, you're classic Indian parent would want you to be a doctor or an engineer and uh, I kind of got played a little bit by my parents emotions where they were like you know what just give it a couple of years why don't you become a doctor and then see if you still want to write and do things like that and uh, one thing just led to another but I basically ended up studying more because my grades were good however ironic that is. <laughs> so, sure. so that's how it all went uh, about. But today I'm happy because uh, 11 years into practice, I've finally written my first book. So I'm that. super excited to have, you know, closed that, that loop that I started so many years ago. I so I it. think uh, you just find your way somehow into what you want to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, congratulations on that. I did see that. I definitely want to speak to that too. But like you said, um, you know, big believer in, in the universe and you know, you know, if that was something you would set your attention on, it doesn't matter when there've been many times in my life too, even for my teeth whitening bar, for example, here in Chicago, I right. had the vision for that before 2012 and I trademarked the name in 2012. It didn't come to fruition until, 
you know, last year today, this week is actually our one year anniversary. But when you have something set in your heart, you know, and you just keep thinking of it, eventually it will, you know, come to life. It will come to life. Exactly. And I think that's, that's really important, you know, because sometimes we let go of certain dreams and then you can't blame the universe or anyone else for them not coming true. But I think just keeping that persistence on or just hanging in there um, yeah. means so much to actually actualizing that project in our lives. So, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've completely given up on, you know, thinking of things as setbacks. I think at some point in my life, it'll come true if I really wanted that bad. Yes. So for all the, you know, people out there, especially women, I think they need to realize that if sometimes they're taken off track because of other commitments and priorities, it's just about not giving up. So Correct. that's what I've seen that's worked for me. Of course, there are ups and downs and, you know, uh, there's a lot more coming at us every day. Right. But uh, yeah, I think that that's a big message to take home. No, I absolutely. I mean, that's actually where I'm kind of going with a girl gang is to big believer in the secrets and, you know, putting things out there and writing things down and manifesting, manifestation, mindset. I know, like we said, you believe in a lot of the same things I do. So yeah. um, we know, like I said, just, you just keep it there and pocket it, you know, but like I said, if it's strong enough and it still lives there, eventually it will Absolutely. be. Absolutely. For sure. I I've read your story about you starting off as a dental hygienist and then, you know, making your way all the way to Chicago and being where you are. So how, how was that? I'm, I'm curious to know how did that journey go for you? Yeah, the journey was, um, was amazing. Again, that was, that was, oh my gosh, was such a... <laughs> Uh, going with my gut, you know, when I had gone out to visit my sister, I mean, I just knew, like, I just knew. And for me, I'm a leap in a net will appear person. And yeah. I believe you need to, again, listen to your intuition. I said, I'm going to step into this because I can always go back, you know, if it doesn't work out. But typically when you're being called and it is that strong, it's because it's supposed to happen and be. And when I leaned in, of course, everything happened here. I found, you know, my, the space that I wanted and to build my practice in, and it was a disaster. It was a disaster. It was an old record store. It was broken down and many would have said, oh my gosh, are you kidding? But like, I saw the vision for what it could be. And, um, you know, and so did that. And then of course I met my husband and everything has just fallen into place here and it's been incredible, incredible. So um, I, I love it. You know, I love it here, but I'm also, which we'll have to dive into, um, you know, fast forward to COVID because I did, you really blew things up during COVID. I think many of us I have had that have been in our practices and have been seeing patients and on the hamster wheel. And when I say that, like I'm saying it in a good way, because we love what we do. We love you know, I mean, you do a lot of cosmetic, like I do. I mean, changing people's lives with smiles are, it is such a gift, right? Right, but absolutely. At the same time, when you have a powerful message to share, like when we weren't able to see patients during COVID, I know you, you know, and, and myself kind of stepped into speaking to dentists and working with dentists. I know I watched a YouTube video on you talking about social media as well, which is what I speak to. Right. a lot and the power of connectivity and stepping in and what that can do not only for us as humans and um 
you know, dentist to dentist because it's such an isolating practice. A lot of people that are practicing as solo dentists that don't know what they don't know. You've spoken to that too. You get out of dental school, you don't really know. You purchase a practice. Where do you, where do you learn? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. You know? And so, yeah. I mean, so tell me a little bit about that for you because, uh, you know, I've, I've just been just reading some things, but I know you really leaned in hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I completely maxed out with COVID and, you know, like everyone else, I was doing my bit of, you know, chilling for the first few days, coping with it in my own way. But uh, somehow the very fact that, you know, we end up working such long hours and putting in so much energy into interacting with people on a day-to-day -day basis that somewhere I, I just wasn't happy sitting at home and doing nothing. And uh, eventually, you know, our passion finds an outlet, right? So yes. I think for the last 10 years in my practice, I've been very, uh, you know, blocked in those four walls. Of course, I'm always on social media, but not like the way I've been during COVID, not really making connections the way I have. Like I've actually met more people and created meaningful relationships out of this period than maybe what I have over the last 10 years, you know? So uh, what's happened is that uh, with this short period of time, uh, we've been given certain tools, which instead of, you know, making a, a bad situation worse, we've been able to sort of uh, reach out and really uh, explore the humanity of this entire situation where um, doesn't matter if we are isolated, but connections can still be made. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, uh, social media just became a platform or a form of communication where I could just, um, you know, sort of explore the world. It was no longer about the, the next door dentist or my friend from school or my friend from college. It was just about the world is your oyster. And if you have a message, you can get out there. And, uh, you know, now is the time to share it because everyone needs it now more than ever. So a couple of things that we did was, uh, you know, literally striking off things off my bucket list where I was working on a program for the longest time um, to get dental teams together and really train them to optimize work and, you know, create a better practice and a better experience for our patients. And after three years of work, working on it, it just took us like two months in the lockdown to be able to actually yes. see it released, which yes. was amazing because, you know, when we can sit down and focus on our work, it yes. just makes you realize how um, the power of, you know, isolation and focus can really create so much for you. So now this course would probably, you know, help so many teams, be it in India or uh, across the world, hopefully. And uh, another thing that came out of this focused creativity was to be able to pen down a book, which, like I said, has been like my childhood dream since 10. So it took me all of these 20 plus years to, you know, just be told, go to your room, stay isolated and come out with a book. <laughs> so that's what happened. And I think it's just about, uh, things living on beyond you so be it the program or be it the book uh, it doesn't matter if I'm a dentist in India or I'm a dentist anywhere but there's going to be something a part of me that's going to live beyond me so that's what I'm uh, you know happy about and those are the kind of things that I wanted to put out there in the world and um, social media is that tool which helps you really uh, put out that message so so well Yes. And just this conversation that you and me are having today, um, back in the old normal, I don't think 
it would have even happened, right? It's just that we both have the time now to reach out and explore people and connections across the world, which is how this is happening. And this is what makes life exciting and, you know, limitless, literally. So I look forward to seeing you when I'm, you know, back in that side of the world for sure. I know. I agree. That's why I always speak too to the power of social media. And I always say too, creation and documentation is leaving your legacy behind. And, you know, as you're doing things and changing things, I am a big fan of that. And I always say if they, if dentists can switch their mindset to look at it that way, you know, and look at it differently than thinking they just have to post and they get so caught up and not knowing that's not what it's about. It's really not, you know, and trying to explain that. So Tell me about, um, so during the time, I as well took a couple days because we needed it. We needed to just like sit for a minute <laughs> and that, that rest felt so good, you know, because they said we're always just running, um, which I actually thrive on. I'm sure you do too, right? Because oh, yes. that's why we dove back in after a few days. But your book, um, how did you divide your time between writing and um, creating this big, the, the school, I want you to just talk about both of them. One, what is your book about? And because I, I looked at the post with you and your husband stating that on Instagram, you were stating you didn't know just the blood, sweat, and tears that would go into that. You thought I would just write the book and voila, it would be done. But there's so much more, right? Absolutely. So in fact, the book is called Let's Reset and uh, it's pandemic proofing your dental practice. So I just felt like this was exactly what I was going through over the, over the last few months. And I just felt like, you know, I'm going through all these hours of training or hours of brainstorming with my team to understand how do we go back to work safely. And while I'm putting together this dossier of content with checklists and, you know, resources and things which, you know, the FAQs at the top of my mind, should I do this or should I do that? If I'm going to put all this together, why not throw it open to every single person out there who is struggling with the same doubts and questions? And uh, my team was nice enough to rally behind me and make sure that this is worth sort of publishing and, you know, really documented well. And uh, of course, at the end of it, when we had everything compiled, we felt like it was ready to just sort of release. But then my husband happened to glance through it and he was like, have you heard of editing? And you know what? It takes about four weeks to edit a book. And I'm like, oh, really? But I'm a dentist. I'm just trying to do good, you know? Right. So he got on it. And that's why I called it the gramma- a grammatical partnership. <laughs> we were just, I didn't even realize it would take us like a whole week of sleepless nights to get, you know, all the edits in place. And, and now the book is in a, in a great version as compared to what it was earlier. So it's not just a bunch of documents, but it actually has a really nice flow to to always remembering what we went through and possibly being prepared for a future free of pandemics or free of threats for us because we prepared ourselves so well. So that's uh, basically been our message. And, you know, I'm sure the information keeps evolving even as we go. But uh, the real message in the book is that we should no longer be brought down to our knees by any threats you know we should have the courage to to go on especially when it comes to serving our patients so i'm hoping that you know hiv came and went uh, this will come and go things will keep coming at us but let's always have the approach that we are uh, bigger than you know the than our worst fears 
Absolutely, billion percent. I mean, this is the new norm and I think we just have to live in it. So I'm, I'm certainly someone, and everyone knows this through social media. I mean, I, everyone has their own thing. Everyone deals with it their own way. But for me, life doesn't stop. So I do all of the things I'm supposed to do, but I'm going to keep moving. So I have flown. I did a Brenda Dell shoot in Denver. I went here and there. And you have sometimes some patients that will call and say, I saw she was just in, in Florida or, you know, and somewhere like cancel my three hour appointment tomorrow. And I'm like, if that's <laughs> the way they feel, that's okay. Let everybody be and, you know, just sit where they are during this time. It's not going to be forever. But for me personally, I feel like life is such a beautiful gift every day and it just keeps moving and we, we need to show up to it, you know, just with a mask yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. There's so much happening behind the mask now, right? <laughs> right, right, right. I know. Well, what's been interesting and fascinating for me here in the States, and I'm, I'm sure maybe you have seen the same since you do, you know, the, the cosmetic, is that more people, I had my best September ever. Um, my months in production, I'm a fee-for-service practice, so I collect 100% up front. Like, so I didn't know, would people have the cash flow? Would people be living in scarcity of not knowing what the next, what's on the horizon? Um, but I have been so busy because so many people are looking at themselves on Zoom and they hate their smiles. So I'm doing more veneer cases and Invisalign because people are like, well, if I'm going to do clear braces, I might as well do them at home because I don't have to be, you know, out in the world with everybody else. So, I mean, it's, we've been booming. Absolutely. And I, and it's amazing that, you know, it's the same here where, of course, practice numbers are down in terms of the number of patients we used to see earlier. But, yeah. you know, I've seen this shift, this dramatic shift where now a patient is no longer window shopping. In fact, they are coming in very determined with what they want, yes. how they want it done. And, you know, now it's less about us presenting options, but like a more educated version of a patient, a more decided person is walking into, uh, you know, the practice. Um, they already kind of know what it's going to cost them. They're ready to invest. They are uh, happy to go through even maybe a six month or a year long treatment plan because of the fact that they're going to be wearing masks for, you know, yeah. a, a long time. And this happened, uh, you know, this realization struck me when one of my patients literally told me about four months ago that, doctor, are you open? Uh, can I come in for this, for Invisalign? I've been meaning to do it forever. Because anyways, I'm going to be wearing a mask for the next six months. And then I was like, wow, yeah. she just gave me a brilliant idea. Right? So yes. let, me, let me make sure I talk about this everywhere I go. Yes. And it's funny how patients uh, come and give you the most, uh, you know, eye-opening feedback. Right. So um, I think we've seen people get a bit depressed in this phase of time. And I completely understand because you're losing loved ones or you're living under the, under the physical threat of being infect, infected or maybe challenged by the disease. But, you know, there are things that we can see from a, a whole new perspective because, you know, a crisis comes in to, to make us, better people at the end of the day. So maybe there is something to look at, which, uh, you know, makes us better practices. And also we find the right patients who are thinking like we do in terms of smile improvements and smile makeovers. Right. Yeah. It's the rainbow. There's always a rainbow on the other side of the storm, right? <laughs> right. So I think, 
it's it's more or less the uncertainty for people of just not um, knowing when it will be you know over. That's that's yes. you know, but there will be there will be an end. We just right don't know necessarily when. Certainly here the the homeschooling is what's throwing everybody for a loop because education is so important and we've lost so much of it. Um, and you know that that is very very difficult because teachers here are teaching children with their kids at home and it just there's just chaos you know I, and so I think for parents trying to work at home fortunately for us I have said to us in the dental world the the silver lining for us I mean is that we yes we lost um, a few months but you know I, I still I feel it was the biggest gift and I am forever grateful for it. Um, that time that we had was, was amazing for, for time for families to step into other things we loved, um, just to give ourselves grace. I mean, it was amazing. And, um, you know, and I, I loved it, but going back to work, we were able to step into our businesses where we're almost like the real world. I mean, we used to wear masks in our businesses anyway, and we are getting, person to person, you know, granted we can't touch, you know, people per se, but we have, we have people interaction and many that are still, uh, many people that are now, they don't go into their business work, workplaces, they have to do the zoom from home. Don't get that anymore. And I think that's where people are getting depressed. We are still getting fed with, um, our teams around us and positivity and our, our patients and their stories. And so nothing has really changed there. Um, other than the PPE, you know, all the, the other stuff. But it's nice to see people and be back to our routine, so to speak, um, for us in dentistry right now. You know, just a few hours ago, I was walking down the steps of my own practice and we had a fairly ordinary day, no major makeovers or, you know, no major cosmetic work, just simple little extractions, town and bridge work. But I, this thought literally crossed my mind where I was like, you know, I just feel grateful today. Like for once, I don't have to worry about like, oh, when are we going to be locked down again? Or what happens next? And such a simple thing, going to your practice and coming back and having a, a really full and rich day where you've met patients, you've gotten them out of pain, you've met your uh, team and had a few laughs and even yeah. though they're behind masks and all you can see is your eyes, but it still means so much. And it's these little things that I think we've learned to become grateful for. Six months ago, I would never even give this a second thought, right? It's just another right. day. Oh, I didn't really do a huge case today, but I just did like routine dentistry and I wouldn't really be grateful for it. But today, I mean, it's just taught me to value every single day. And I was like, I do love being a dentist because people keep asking you, what do you, why do you like peering into people's mouths and you know what's in there? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like that's so much more than that. You know, it's not about uh, peering into a person's mouth. It's about creating art. It's about having something in their mouth which is going to live for years in there. And if you're if you're really doing our job well, then you know they're probably seeing us lesser to repeat and replace things. But yes. in fact, they're thinking of us every time they look in the mirror and smile. So who gets that? Who gets to literally make somebody smile? And like you said a few minutes ago, that uh, you know we're gifted to have something like this. And I literally call this our superpower. 
Yes. And besides that, I mean, we're constantly meeting people. We get that human connection and we mean something to them. It's yes. not just selling a product or, you know, just being a service provider. It's that, you know, you, you're so close to your dentist. Right. So I think I, I value and treasure that. And what better time than now to, to make yourself wake up and realize that, right? Of course. So let's speak to that because I, again, like you, um, was really, you know, one of my, my dreams and my, in my vision of creating my practice, it was to create an amazing environment and culture that people would want to come and visit where they wouldn't be afraid. And, you know, your handle is the pain-free dentist. I know you speak about this and feel that too. So people seek me out again here in the States, you know, insurance is big and I know it's different there, but yeah. it, to be fee for service, the reason people pay me what they do is because they know and trust in that. And I've always said like, there is no reason that somebody should feel pain when they're with us. And we want, like I said, them to, to trust us and love coming in to see us as well, which also makes it so incredibly rewarding because those relationships that we build become so strong. Exactly. You know? So for you over there, is that, um, so for me, like Sugar Fix Dental Loft, you know, my name, when I started that 15 years ago, people were like, Sugar Fix, like, what is that? A bakery that doesn't make sense. I was the first loft, if you will. Now they're here in the States, there are many lofts and studios and things, but it was kind of, it was out of the box thinking it was a little bit different where people questioned it. I loved that <laughs> because yeah. I wanted to be that kind of purple cow, but um, you know, but that was definitely something strong that I had going in. So did you, what is it like over there? I mean, obviously that was one of your big visions as well, but when you started your handle, the pain-free dentist, um, what is that, was that speaking to your patients and particularly, I mean, it says it boom, just like that. Um, and that must draw a lot of a lot of yeah so it's it's a double-edged sword when i started off with it like um, back in the early days i started with a practice called smile essentials because at that point i was i was just being the writer who had become a dentist i was still not i'd barely been to a dentist myself other than maybe a bit of orthodontic work and i just felt like yeah it's something i'm good at actually to me let's give it a shot how how bad can this be right but then, you know, a couple of maybe two years into practice and I'm seeing patients every day and they're all, you know, giving me the same rehearsed line, which is like, doctor, don't mind, but I really hate coming to the dental office. No offense to you. You're really sweet, but you know, they all say, I hate dentists. Yeah. And I'm just like, hey guys, one second, this has happened to you. And like, you know, I've, I've spoken to everyone. And you know, it didn't matter if it was a small little kid or it's an old like patient or it's someone who's never had dental work or someone who's had a mouthful of dental work. All of them say the same thing. Yeah, and it up to me where I was like, and I, I would talk to my husband about this all the time. And I'd be like, what is it with you people? Why do you hate dentists so much? Yeah. It's like, Diksha, you've not had a root canal. So you have no idea what, what dental pain can be like. And you know, back in the day, uh, even in India here, I don't think they believed in the concept of anesthesia sure. at some point. It was just like, oh, you know, a little bit of pain is acceptable at the dentist. Yeah. And somehow that just got me thinking that obviously we're 
a whole generation of uh, people who are tortured. So they won't like coming in. So let's do something different. Let's take a pause. If we want to improve dental health, first, let's make this a place that they want to walk into, right? Yes. You can't be indifferent to what they're feeling. And if everyone's dragging their feet to the dental office, how do you expect to make any impact whatsoever, right? So let's make this fun. Let's make this, you know, a, a little bit more comforting. It's really not that hard. And then a lot of people told me, are you crazy? How can you call yourself pain free dentist? You're going to get into so many legal issues and things like that. Like you can't make a claim like that. Dentistry is not pain free. But you know what my experience has been is that all you have to do is try your best. Your patient's not going to hold you uh, to the fact that they had, you know, post-operative pain or something like that. But what they are trying to see is what all you've put together to make this experience absolutely, like, as close to delightful as you can get it. Right. So, you know, if, if that's our small effort towards it, then why not, right? Why not just uh, look into it that way? So patients, of course, love it. And now the idea has evolved into making um, dental, the dental industry pain-free. So now any work that I do for my dentist colleagues and friends and you know the fraternity, that's about taking away a pain or a problem from dentistry to, to make overall dental care better. So that's, that's how the story has evolved. And now it comes out of passion. So Smile Essentials was a very, you know, a sedate name, which is like, Okay, we're just one other dental practice, but pain-free dentists came out of understanding. It came out of trying to solve a problem, and it came out of something that really um, I, I wanted to make an impact and do. I love it. Yeah, experience is everything. It's how people leave, how they feel when they leave, right? So right. I'm I'm a hundred percent with that. Is your um is your practice there since you are prost and and so implants, you do um, pros. So, are there are there general dentists there, and then your pros, so specialty. So people send people to you for the crowns, full mouth implants, etc. Is um, that that's, that's one type of practice. So in India, we have different uh, type of practices. It's um, it's still an evolving trend to become a specialist only practice. So a lot of dentists who are specialists still go ahead and do a lot of general dental work okay. only because their patients would say, doctor, I want to do it with you. But you know, it's, yes. it's something that we are learning to, you know, evolve into uh, doing probably uh, a, a group practice where we have different consultants practicing, you know, different branches of dentistry, which I think overall creates better interdisciplinary care for patients. Yes. Currently, yes. the model that I have is I have consultants coming in but uh, I primarily do my own cross and implants. And then I have general dentists who are employed with me full time to be able to um, you know, do general dental work, which I may not be available for. And then every once in a while, of course, I, I step in and do some general dentistry as well. So how large is your practice? Like how many, how many operatories? Um, so I have two operatories. Two? And uh, we did have another branch of practice and, and that's, that's the one where we inaugurated that one. It was all about making dentistry fun. And that was a complete game changer in terms of being in a mall. But I had some health setbacks and we couldn't continue that part of practice. And then we just sort of pivoted towards education then. Okay. So, so now we do a lot of training. 
So currently you have your private practice. Yeah, my own private practice, which is in uh, one of the suburbs in Mumbai, one of the popular suburbs like in uh, central Mumbai. It's in Western Mumbai rather. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's where all the Bollywood guys are and, you know, uh, all the celebrities and all of them. Wow, so, that's cool. We see a lot of international patients as well. Of course, this year we probably will miss all of that. But uh, we have a lot of patients who come in from all across the world. How do they find you? Through social? Um, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They connect with me on social, my website, um, you know, a, a few articles, awareness pieces that we do for international dental travelers. So, um, of course, it's all, um, you know, online sort of connections that we've been building over the years. Do you have any other handles or is it just at the pain-free dentist or do you also have another handle or two? So, like um, I, I do three things <laughs> like you, like I can't, I can't even keep track of like, oh, I was literally doing my research and seeing, you do so many amazing things and they're all so classy in terms of the dental soiree and you know, all the names are so well put together. It oh, already gives you a sense of who you are. They're different. So I have to keep them as separate brands, but I wish I could stay in one place, which is what I've tried to do with Dr. Jessica Emery is like take, sprinkle a little bit of all the things I do and then my family as well, but then I've got my personal brand here, but then I have to do like white hot and all of them separate, which creates, it's, it's a lot to do as you know. I know. Separate. Like you have a strong personal brand, which I feel like, is that, do you have a different personal brand or is Pain-Free Dentist is you? So Pain-Free Dentist is me completely. And this yeah. is why, because I think on social media, it creates some sort of connection with the person you are. So I've yeah. tried to now just consolidate everything I do under the brand, the Pain-Free Dentist. Yeah. And uh, there are two other uh, brands that I'm part of. One is uh, uh, an NGO which is called the Angel Dentist Network. Right. It's something I founded five years ago and it's been an amazing journey. Like it's, uh, I've had some of the most richest experiences in my life through that. And I set out to do good, uh, but I think I've benefited far more from doing a little bit of good. I think the universe just sends you back in such so much more proportion than you even imagined right yes definitely so experiences i've had and the people i've met has been absolutely amazing well, and uh, tell people what that because here we do a lot of mish like trips too like i was in haiti last year talk about what the angel network is and what you do with that so uh, the angel Ennis network is a unique organization because in india it's one of the only first uh, all dental ngos which means we only and only practice dentistry and uh, what we end up doing is for a change, we end up doing treatments instead of just doing, um, you know, diagnosis or checkups. So we've actually been able to um, make dental care completely portable and completely, you know, at your doorstep. And uh, we end up sort of going to NGOs, other nonprofits who have resident beneficiaries so that we can keep going back there and sort of continue to do follow-up care for these people. They may be physically challenged. They may be uh, socioeconomically compromised. They may be uh, little children who are orphaned or don't have any other form of support. So um, our basic criteria is that these people have no source of income. And uh, that's why our care model is completely free of cost for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
you know, right from uh, teaching them awareness to actually, you know, giving them full mouth treatments and then probably following up with them in terms of, you know, uh, a year later to see how well they've been able to manage without us. So that's how we sort of design the overall care. And, you know, much more than what I expected was that we ended up going across the nation to like four or five other cities in terms of actually being able to do this sort of portable outreach program. So that's been, uh, you know, something that has always blown my mind as to, you know, it starts with a small idea, but it can really uh, blossom into something way more than what you could fathom at the time. Absolutely. So how frequently prior to COVID when you were able to travel a year how frequently throughout the year did you visit? Um... So in Bombay itself, our operations would be about, we would have about 16 to 18 outreach programs every single month. So we were like, it was constant, you know, it was like a whole other branch of what we did. And I had a whole team uh, that was working on ground with uh, more than like 200 volunteer dentists. So that's the only thing that we, we just got to get all those people regrouped and, you know, wow. uh, get started once things normalize a bit. Sure. And uh, with respect to our national camps, we did about uh, four in a year, typically, in places like in North India, in, uh, you know, Western India. So wherever we would end up uh, making a solid connection with a, a good, trusted nonprofit, then we would be able to sort of engineer a camp around that. That's so incredible. typically we would take three months to like from scouting to actually executing the entire camp. Oh my gosh. That's like, uh, that been, is craziness. Yes. That's and like it's a lot. Great because in fact, we just got picked up by um, Boston University as a case study. Really? And it's been amazing because they've just started working on our model and, you know, we're working with a group of students who is public health uh, students who are kind of uh, helping us get better systems in place, reach out to more people. So I'm, I'm now with them in an eight week sort of um, interaction program. So it's a lot of fun. That's so fun. I'm from Boston. So, and oh, I went to yeah, I, I did here and then you moved to Chicago, right? Yes, 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 yes. Yep. But nice. um, yeah, I love Boston, like BU and Tufts. And we usually I actually come out to Boston every fall. Right now it's starting to get really cool here. And I, you always think about the leaves in New England because they're just so pretty, like fall fields for sure. Um, so one of my best friends lives in Boston and that's how I'm always, you know, visiting and, and some of my other very good friends live in Chicago. So I am sure that, you know, our, our paths are going to cross for sure. Oh, that's so amazing. I know that would be incredible. Which, um, so you were doing the Angel Dentist Network and then you have the, um, do you call it RISE? R-Y-S. RISE, exactly. University which I love, I love this idea because here in the States, um, consultants, there are many, 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 many consultants. It's right. great. And I feel like practices can absolutely use them for systems and things. What they are lacking and what I've tried to step into with dental fluence, which is just another thing I started because I was asked to during COVID was to help dentists that are just in startup practices with their clinical knowledge. And that right. is what you are doing, right? With this exactly. university, because as we spoke to earlier, they just, you don't get it in school, especially what we do. I mean, the cosmetic, they don't even know how to see it, you know, to look and decide, you know, that the lateral sym symmetry 
and things exactly. like that unless they're taught. And it's you know, I, I'm so crazy passionate about it. And to me, at this point, I think, you know, I've hit kind of that threshold in dentistry, like doing all the things and the big cases and all of that, that to me, it's like fueling my fire to be able to help, you know, teach them these things and see these things, like looking at, at films and pictures and ah, it's so good. <laughs> so it's so I know, right? Yeah. I think, and I think, you know, a dental education definitely needs like a, a bit of um, outside of college experience, I, I don't know, maybe all branches of technical study do, maybe medicine, maybe, you know, other professions as well. But I think for sure, dentistry, uh, not only like the real world application of like, how would you actually put together a smile design case? Or how would yes. you even speak yes. to the patient? Because yes. if we speak, uh, it's almost like we speak a different dialect and we are talking a different language and our patient is understanding things completely differently. Right. And, you know, if you're not going to get through to your patient, how do you expect to do these cases? Right. And how do you expect to do these cases predictably? Like you said, if you're not going to be able to visualize the end, then yes. how exactly you end up, you know, in all your innocence, over-promising and under-delivering, which is not something that, you know, we want to switch that around and probably under-promise and over-deliver. Yes, always. Yeah, and that's what Rise uh, came about from, um, you know, that sort of pain that even I've been through because, uh, you know, a lot of us have had dental backgrounds or maybe we've had friends or family who are dentists. Now, when I, I came out completely raw, and as I told you, I hadn't been to too many dental appointments other than my orthodontics. So, I mean, I, I was quite uh, gullible and naive, I would say, in terms of, you know, not having the real world skills to, to be able to even express uh, my art through dentistry. And um, Rise is just a sort of, uh, you know, confluence of dentists who are helping you do that so that. Uh, you know, the younger generation is not going through the same sort of uh, difficulties that maybe we did. There's got to be a better way, right? There, right. There's got to be a better way of training our teams. There's got to be a better way of approaching, uh, maybe grooming ourselves to be better dentists and uh, not having to just read it in a textbook and learn it, right? Right. So, so many, that's what we're doing with eyes. So many facets to the business side, the financial side, being a leader. Um, and then you throw that at them. What I have found is that many are too, um, you know, they're, they're too afraid to even talk about those things or talk about money with their patients. And then they don't know what they're really talking about. And they don't want to stumble over their words. So they don't even yeah. present it. Um, you know, even dentists still saying, oh, let's watch this. Let's watch that. I'm like, why? It's, you know, <laughs> there's decay in the tooth. Like, why are you going to watch it? Like if someone had a little melanoma on their leg are you just gonna watch that no it's bacteria like get it um and you you know i i am someone that always likes to on that first comprehensive exam i think it i feel like it's our duty to comprehensively treatment plan and and it is up to our patients to decide if they want to do any of it but at least they know what's there and, you know, I think in dentistry so many times so often is that people are like, gosh, every time I go to the dentist, it's something else. <laughs> it's because they weren't advised in the beginning, you know, just, exactly. you know, I'm trying to, yeah, help, help with that because there's, there's definitely something missing with, with dentists and the education. And I think, 
here anyway, dentists then spend, as I did, so much money, you know, I mean, oh my gosh, tens of thousands of dollars per course. You know, I went through Las Vegas Institute and I did after, after school, I mean, to get the education for cosmetics, I wanted to make sure I had that foundation. Right. I went every single weekend to classes and courses and just learned everything I could. But there exactly. is something different to having a mentor and having someone one-on-one than, than being in a big, uh, you know, classroom with 200 other dentists you know, you're tired, you're zoning out, you're, you know, chit-chatting behind the scenes or looking at your text or your Instagram. I mean, I know you want to be dialed in, but you just don't learn as well, I think, exactly. as you apply it and walk through a case with somebody else. Yeah, and, and I think I'm still defining programs that are going to teach you only business or finance or, you know, things like that. So I'm enrolled in uh, two programs at the moment. One is in the UK. Um, you know, talking, teaching me purely about dental business. And then I have another one, which is all the way in Brazil, which is with Dr. Coachman, which is digital yeah. smile design. Sure. So both programs, and I know what you mean. Like we, we tend to tune out, zone out. And as much as we know, um, there's still so much to learn all the time. And uh, this is what I think as dentists, we're always missing out on these things, right? Like, uh, a younger dentist would always assume that once I know smile design or once I know implant dentistry, I'm just going to open doors and patients are going to come running at me and yeah, oh, everything's great. But that's not how it works because you may be the best smile designer or the best implantologist, but if you're not able to communicate that to your patients, you've completely missed out. Right. With and, and there's always so many more like you, right? Right. Yeah. You've got to be really confident and then it, it all is in the treatment planning as well. You know, what I found is sometimes just things aren't treatment planned, you know, in phases and, and then making sure that, you know, your time is so valuable that you're getting paid for it as well. So like, you don't want to miss things on that treatment plan because you can't go back and add them. If you miss them, you eat them. Exactly. <laughs> you you know? end up paying for them in some way or the other. Right. <laughs> like, and it's so costly to buy for implants, for instance, all those parts yeah. and pieces, we need to make sure that they are factored in, you know, when you've got the analog and like all of the other things. Exactly. Um, you so know. how did you, uh, you know, make the bold step of being, uh, you know, fee for a practice, like no insurance sort of a practice. I think that's super bold because I have so many friends in the US, but I don't think anybody does this. It's, it's pretty gutsy. Tell, yeah. me, tell me all about that. It is. I mean, it, it, it was, and it is, but I'm just so, um, I don't, I don't want to work for an insurance company, nor could I ever have someone dictate to me, you know, what? kind of what I could do and use. I would not be able to provide the type of treatment and service and experience if I was in network. Because what happens here is that people are running between three chairs, you know, yeah. to make sure because the overhead is so high and the insurances here don't pay anything. And so right. I knew when I did a startup from scratch practice that I was going to open my doors and it was going to be fee for service. And if we educated them on the people that called, educated them with our why, then they would, they would come in, you know, and they'd give it a shot. And if we, we proved, you know, that it was like a superior experience that yeah. they would leave and come back again. And that's, what I built it on. Um, but yes, here, many people 
you know, do not, and I'm a very saturated area in Chicago too. So it's very busy. I have five dentists outside of my doorstep that are accepting insurance. So what makes us different? You know, it is the fact, like I said, we are all about, you know, time is extremely valuable for people, um, making sure they are seen right on time that we pamper them, you know, that I yeah. give them all of the time in the world. They're my only, my priority when they are there and that it's pain-free. <laughs> right? Like I said, just, yeah. but it's a relationship that we build. And I think through an, a tremendous culture in the practice experience and environment and um, just being real and authentic with them. I mean, I let them into my world and that's what people want, which we've discovered through social too. It's authenticity. People don't want to show up to a sterile environment and a clinical robotic person. They want to have their dentistry done with someone they would go have dinner with. I mean, those are the relationships that I have. And that is what pe makes people like, you know, keep coming back and, and be willing to pay a lot of money. And I tell people all the time here, I mean, people in their 20s that you would think are not going to spend cash. They know what they want. They want it now and they yes. are going to get it regardless. And so you know, a lot of them, and this is why I've stepped in is to explaining to dentists, many of them have made their buying decision online before they come in and see me and they get in the chair. If I am who I was online, they're like, can we start now? Diagnostic cast. Let's go. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm experiencing as well with, with Invisalign, with everything. It's just that it's strange. You know, you may have made a video on something like a couple of months ago, but people are still thinking about it and talking about it and, and they've gone from just window shopping to actually saying, you know what, let's do it. Yes. Like, what does that happen? Yes. <laughs> like, you know, that's the power. That's the power of like you said, moving forward where we are now with social media being able to change lives. I mean, relationships, like we said, with other dentists and things, but also potential patients out there to your point that we're window shopping that have now made their buying decision. Like this is the person I want. I have thought about this forever. It's time. Boom. And they come in and don't even, like you said, really haven't gotten to even know us because they feel like they already know us through, yeah. you know, social media. And this happens to me time and time again. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for it, but I was trying to explain like dentists don't want to be on insurances here. Dentists want to be off it and they're miserable and they're like, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, you need to change something. You need to pivot and make this some changes. And so, yeah. you know, even with social media, don't be overwhelmed by all of it because it can be really overwhelming if we're looking at Twitter and YouTube and, you know, but do pick one platform and do it really well, whether that's YouTube search engine. I mean, fabulous. Or like I said, for me, I'm just an Instagram lover. Obviously I live in that space. Um, you know, but would like to move over to YouTube <laughs> again. You know, I had stepped in, and you know, YouTube is like this this holy grail. Everybody wants to move to it, but it's intense, right? To like produce content for YouTube and things like that. Instagram is more fun. It's like you know, conversational. It's but that's what I wanted to ask you as well. In in this whole interaction, was that how do you balance? Like, you know, we, we are dentists, we have like intense work, which we need to kind of, yeah. we need to be doctors when we're doctors. And then we yeah. need to be the show our real personality to people when we're doing social media. And I think, I mean, it's just, it all hits you sometimes that 
you know, how am I supposed to live this dual life? Of course, <laughs> this is who I am. So I, I love it. But how do I put a camera in my face all the time, right? Like now, sometimes when I'm working out, I just remember to record it because I'm like, hey, you know what? It'll inspire somebody to go ahead and work out because the days I'm feeling down, I'm looking for somebody working out out there and I'm like, come on, I got to push myself. Yes. So how do you like, you know, do the, do that balancing act? That's well, what I found, what I love that you actually said though, is that time is currency. I believe you said, because yes. it is very easy to go down the rabbit hole with social media and yes. other people's Instagram. And what I have found with Dennis is that they start doing the imposter syndrome thing and they're comparing themselves and they don't want to step in. How I do it is I put my blinders on and I do me. And if someone doesn't want to show up to that or watch that or listen, that's fine. This is just me and my world, my life and living it. And if I can inspire somebody as well, which like somebody yesterday, I did a podcast and she said, she's like, sometimes you know, I'm doing this one business and I get, I'm so stressed and I've got all those things. <laughs> she's like, I think of you doing all it. And I say, I can do it. You know, and I was like, well, that's amazing. And I'm glad, like, it's so happy that maybe, you know, I was able to inspire somebody with that. But, you know, I, I am, like I said, a mom, you know, a mom of three and have multiple businesses. And I do show up for my patients 110% when I am with them. However, in between my patients, when you have an, a dynamic, like a rock star team, your team does so much for you, right? So I'm at that wonderful place in my world, in my life, where I show up and the burr is turning. So my team is like making sure, like if the photos are being taken on a new patient in the op, that gives me an opportunity to be in there while the CRAC is milling to be like, hey, and take a quick, you know, story of me at the practice. Like, and then people yeah. say like, I'm, you know, they're like, oh, you know, they see that I'm working and doing my dentistry and I'm not really going to show up all day. But then there is an opportunity after to hop on if there's something, like I said, you want to speak to or feel. I just personally jump in and document my day um, yeah. as, as I go. And so like I said, I don't know if anyone's you know, going to be interested in it. I just, I just do it for me and step in because you know, you know as well as me is consistency is key in showing up in relationships that you're building. You can't just all of a sudden, you know, disappear like disappear. You need to keep people engaged because you also don't know who is, you know, window shopping, so to speak, who is watching you that might need you at some point. And I have had that happen where I have been able to help people behind the scenes that have stepped in that have followed me for a long time that I didn't even know necessarily followed. Exactly. You know, kind of thing. So it can be done. I just think, I mean, we're all different and obviously can all, you know, handle different things. For me, I'm a multitasker. I can handle and like all of these different things and teams. And I do love it. I like, it's just the way I work, but right. you know, it's not for everybody. And certainly, um, you know, for other people, if it's like, they can only do like one thing really well, that's incredible. And if that's dentistry, awesome. But there still is an opportunity to, um, to step into social media and document, like, especially with stories. And I'm trying to teach dentists how to batch their content as well. Like take shots where you can. So build the content in photos and then just spend a few hours or two hours a day, a month and kind of batch them and then just bring in, you know, organic content as it happens. If there's an opportunity for a celebration with your team or something. 
absolutely and i think it's it's important to be realistic you're definitely going to to make that extra effort when you get into social media yes. like you're definitely spending hours or minutes or you know um you're spending time but that's the key i think what what i took away from your uh, message also is that one you have to really enjoy it yes. two you have to be really authentic about it three you've got to purpose your time in such a way that either your team is handling things for you yes. or you know you're you're ensuring that you are consistent to a point where at least you're creating value for someone else and it's not very different from what we do as dentists right if we find so much time to to consult with patients on the phone or meet a patient and explain their treatment plan to them on the chair then you know social media is just that invisible patient on our chair but you know for all you know instead of one we are actually uh, treating or talking to thousands at a time so yeah. so when i look at it i know there are days when i just don't feel like you know shooting or it just feels like a task to do because i try to batch my content as well on certain days but i think if we keep reminding ourselves that here it is these are people we promise to serve and these are people who need us if yeah. we look at it like that instead of looking at it as like this big world of social media that we're trying to get into or you know sort of compare ourselves with um i think that that's what keeps me going from time to time when i just imagine some you know social media and my dental chair like it needs my time so it's just like any other patient inspiring others whether that be a personal brand or particularly in your offer uh in your office um inspiring those that are looking like we said earlier that are thinking about their smile that are very unhappy with their smile or even others you know for even in dentistry for me i want to show people as well if they're really unhappy you know that just there are always options there are so many options in life and you choose you know and so i think we're able to reach you know so many more you know absolutely i do say if it's something that someone doesn't enjoy don't do it but i do believe in business today you have to be on the platform so find somebody on your team that does enjoy doing it because you will be behind the train has left the station i always say and you will be so behind the eight ball if you don't step in because when people are doing their their shopping if you will and they go to your website they are going to expect when they go down that you have a presence on social media today Absolutely. and you need to be current and so like i always say if you don't like it outsource it but what i found is that so many people were outsourcing it to dental companies quote unquote people can't see me but quote unquote dental companies that aren't really dental companies that are putting up stock imagery of someone holding their cheek with pain and a red like that is not that doing more damage right that than doing any good and they're spending Absolutely. so much money on it like scratch don't i would rather them show up someone on their team show up something you know that is again authentic and real and you know i always say somebody on the team will love it and so find somebody but just step in um you know and then you know if you're going to step in don't be intimidated put your blinders on and you know show up as you because ultimately that's the person your patients are going to be meeting anyway so like attracts like back to the beginning of this <laughs> like loving it loving it i'm glad every time i i don't want to produce content that day i'm i'm going to just 
you know, DM you and be like, Jessica, give me some inspiration today. <laughs> I'm going to put a big, let's go. That's been my inspo lately. Like even with the gym yesterday, I was like, get there, let's get going. You know, let's, let's go. Like I said, you can put your mind to anything. And I feel like you have practices, the way we do a morning huddle, the way we do things, just make it part of the day to know that you're going to get, maybe your office manager is going to get three pictures behind the scenes, you know, start building the library exactly. and then you've got the content. Um, if there's a will, there's a way. And that's why I always tell Dennis, like, please reach out and ask me. That's why you know, I'm here. But, and that's why we do what we do, right? With both of us. It's like, if anyone has any questions, we're open for people to reach out so that we can help because that's what it's all about. And I just think sometimes it's it's about letting people know that we're not that scary, right? It's just like fun and games back there. Yes. <laughs> we're not like, you know, butchering anybody. So, you know, just seeing more sneak peeks in our office and seeing that things that we actually do laugh with our patients is probably news to some people, right? So I think right. they'll enjoy seeing us, uh, you know, after hours and things like that. So, yes. so no, great absolutely. content inspiring right that you're human that you're normal that you're having drinks I mean like you know and and doing all of the things that that they do too so it is it's brilliant and I love it um you were doing amazing incredible things I have loved meeting you like again through social media this has been amazing and um I yeah I can't wait to continue following your journey now that I found you <laughs> on the other side of the world let people it's likewise <laughs> yes thank you so much can you um just let everybody know kind of just your handles where people can follow you i know that there's a lot but whatever you want to share you can go ahead absolutely thank you so much and um, we've, we've tried to reach out to people everywhere so i'm just um i'm there mostly on instagram and facebook but uh, also in a few ways on uh, YouTube as well. So um, you could find me at the Pain Free Dentist on Instagram. And uh, we do have a, a group for dentists on Facebook as well. It's called the Learn Pain Free Dentistry Group. And here's where we tackle all the aches and pains that dentists have with dentistry. And, um, and even on YouTube, we have the same name, which is the Pain Free Dentist. Okay. What is the platform for dentists again? Uh, learn pain-free dentistry. Oh, learn. learn. Got it. Learn pain-free dentistry, right? And uh, on Facebook, I have my own uh, page as well. It's Dr. Diksha Tahil Ramani Batra. I'm probably going to just uh, type all these out for you. <laughs> That, that would be fantastic. So we can put drop them in yeah, the show. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you just have to sort of click on a link instead. Okay, amazing. I have to follow your other page. I knew you had one. I couldn't find the doctor. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I have I have too many. I have too many. I'm gonna Girl, <laughs> every time I, I get inspired and I start something. <laughs> I hear you, but that's I would love I would love to you have to do the same. You have to send me all your pages so I make sure I don't miss anything. So, I know. There's so many. It's, it's, it's hard, but it's good. I don't know, right? <laughs> I, know. I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Like, I, I know I've found 
you know, a, a sister somewhere. Yes. <laughs> because yes, people yes. always tell me to focus on one thing. And I'm just like, what is that? I can do so many things at a time, right? Of course. I know. Exactly. No, it's amazing. Yeah. So I look forward to staying in touch with you for sure. And um, yes, we'll make sure that we have everything, like I said, in the show notes so that everybody can find you as well. Everyone, follow this amazing woman doing incredible, incredible things. I love it. And best of luck. Thank you so much for having me. Thank and lots you. of love from India to all of you. And keep keep shining. Keep doing the amazing, magical things you're doing. And uh, look forward to staying connected. I love it. Thanks so much. Until next time, guys.